Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Izzy Pollock. I'm the director of the Avatar in Digital Goods SDK at Genie's, a avatar technology company based here in Venice Beach. I mean, in any virtual environment, a visual representation tends to be very useful, right? There are some circumstances when you don't have that, but for the most part, most folks want to represent themselves in some visually relatable way. And so to craft a universal representation of you, you know, for a while there, the most that we had to express ourselves and our identities online. And it's very sad when you actually think about it. But the most we had was a MySpace era circular photo and a username. And is that really, is that all who you are? Is that Esprit and, you know, Devorah? I don't know. And I'm definitely a circular photo. Just kidding. In real life. Yeah, Yeah, I walk around like a little bubble. Yeah. (laughs) Where do you see Genie's going in the future? Like, what has success been? Like, I feel like even that you raised money in a pandemic Mm. is a success. But what does success look like Mm. genuinely for you guys in 2020? And then what does success look like in 2021? Yeah, I mean, just to quickly jump off what you said, though, about raising capital. It's like, you know, it's like the old adage about real estate goes. It's like there's always a good deal to be had in any market condition, mm. you know. And so when you talk about raising capital on the venture side of things, it's like, yeah, it would probably be super hard to like raise money for a brick and mortar restaurant right now. But Ordermark, you know, my boy Alex Cantor, shout out Ordermark, incredible company, incredible values and structure and leadership based right here in L.A. They just raised $120 million from SoftBank. So Amazing. we had a joke, we had a joke, you know, and anyone who gets money from a, an institution, you know, you'll always uh, get like a few pennies, like, a, like from transfer, like fees or whatever, or just uh, exchange rates. Like you'll always get a few dollars or a few, or excuse me, a few pennies underneath. I would just like to ask anyone listening, if y'all have any ideas about how we can fix that. So folks can take in all their capital that they're raising down <laughs> to the penny. I feel like it's a worthy cause for us to investigate. Wait, but tell us what is open mark and do you know where in LA they're based? Oh, excuse me. Order mark, like you're ordering order mark. food. And do you know, know the? Do you happen to know the URL too? Uh, I think if you just Googled order mark, which is like their primary organization or their subsidiary, which spins up virtual kitchen concepts with celebrities and brands. Oh, like Father by, Foods. Yes, I guess. I, I'm not really familiar so much with the ghost kitchen or virtual um, restaurant space, but they have a brand 
their primary company, Ordermark, they just raised from SoftBank and then their subsidiary, this virtual restaurant concept accelerator, I guess, is really what it is. They're killing it too. But yeah, I don't know much about the field, you know. So I'll include Ordermark in the show notes. It's ordermark.com. And the money doesn't just disappear. It just gets reallocated to other areas that make sense for that moment. And even to take it a step farther, though, because you're right, that's absolutely true. The, the way that folks who are investing in opportunities right now are talking about money is that money has never been so cheap, hmm. right? That's the way investors, angels, you know, who, whomever in the space venture, that's how they're thinking about it. Money has never been so cheap. And the truth of it, more often than not, is that someone hasn't cracked their own story yet if they're having an issue, right? Because someone's not investing because you found, you know, the promised land, but if they're investing in you because they think you probably have a good sense of how to get there. And so that's just what my common experience is, even you bringing up this idea of the pandemic and it being difficult. I think it's folks who haven't cracked their story yet, because that's, I think, more than 90% of it. Hey, I'm Sharon Winter, COO and co-founder of Esports One, the fantasy esports destination based in Los Angeles, California. So I am the COO and everyone touches everything. We're still, we're still rather young and I mostly handle or mostly kind of uh, spearhead partnerships. And that goes back to my days at Hotpoint where we had 2,500 clients that I pulled in and we built from the ground up. And these are clients like Live Nation and Hilton and Marriott and The Win and Hakkasan Group and all these guys and now all these partnerships that I've been working with and people I've been working with that are now friends, I'm able to translate these uh, non-endemic partners into the esports space and introduce them to it. And so that's one of my core focuses and then building community. So anything that involves our community products we own and we've built several community products and we're the home collectively uh, across all of our platforms. We're the home to 5 million gamers and we have to curate that community and give them, yeah, give them some, you know, uh, refresh it for them constantly and kind of be there to build that. Where are you in the development of the company? Like how many people are on your team? Have you guys raised? Um, what? Tell us a little bit about the ecosystem of Esports One. So Esports One has been around for about two, two and a half years. We originally came out of MIT, MIT Play Labs, and uh, we started off and still are a computer vision company, a stats and data company in esports um, that fuels all of our um, insights using computer vision. And with this tech and data, we've been able to build the most powerful stats and data warehouse. And then with that, we've been able to build this extremely rich and exciting fantasy esports experience. And we are going after being the only players standing as far as the fantasy esports destination for every game title. So far, we've launched with League of Legends, and we are diving into our second season in about three weeks, which is so exciting, um, which is for summer split. 
I'm so excited. <laughs> and there's so many fun things happening with it. I mean, we are doing E1 Fantasy on steroids. We're introducing new um, new features every single week that the league will be open. We are introducing an event pass. We are introducing different ways for you to research your favorite players and actually get really creative insights. We have a new content partner that will be coming in and giving exclusive interviews with the players for our specific users. There's a lot we're pouring into this and it is a free experience and it's all about, you know, we're, we're so much about value up front. We're giving our users the absolute richest data-driven experience they can get because we know gamers and we're all gamers and we want to build some place that we want to hang out in and we want to spend our time in ourselves. And how large is your team? Our team is right at 20 people and um, that's across all our products. We have four products. Our main one is E1 Fantasy. And then the other products are community products that feed into E1 Fantasy. So one is a wiki site where you can look up all your favorite players. Another one is a Discord extension where you can play fantasy on Discord. Another one is a stats site. We, we have a few. Hi, I'm Eric Jorgensen, author of The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, A Guide to Wealth and Happiness. That's kind of been like the theme of some of these like hobby projects that I do is is just like finding incredible resources and transforming kind of the medium, turning them from something very ephemeral, like a podcast that might get forgotten in six months or Twitter where th that just kind of like slides into infinity and turning that into a book and curating it and kind of threading it together into like a different reading experience and something kind of more permanent and more accessible for people who are not on these platforms, kind of watching everything that Naval does or that anybody does. This is something that's kind of appealed to me like as a theme my whole life. And, I, and I've seen a lot of people benefit from it, just trying to make that connection between like the right piece of material at the right time. I've just seen it really change some lives. Let's start at the end and then go to the beginning. What is the end result of what you've produced? Like what's happening now? What impact are you creating and looking to create? Yeah. So we've got a book and a website that are going live on September 15th. The book and the website are kind of the identical content. Everything is freely available online. We've got a PDF, the EPUB, the Mobi, like and everything on the website. The website even has like some bonus content, but not everybody wants to read a book's worth of content on a website. So it's also published in hardcover and paperback. But I'm really excited to see kind of what else comes of this and what comes of making some of this content more accessible for people like all over the world. The mailing list already has people in, you know, Asia and India and Africa, like uh, there's people all over the world who are kind of accessing this stuff for the first time and applying these ideas. And it's like really, really cool to get stories of people's, you know, dropping out of med school, moving across the country and like starting a product that they really believe in because, you know, they read this post or read this book at the right time. Let's start from the beginning. So you became fascinated by Naval and life philosophies, and you wanted to curate all of his ideas and probably learn from them more and then to share them, right? Yeah. I mean, I got introduced to Naval kind of back in 2011. You know, I was just, I was probably 18. I was living in Michigan. I never left Michigan for more than a week in my whole life. And I met Bo Fishback, who was like the founder of Zarly and he worked at the Coffin Foundation at the time. And he just kind of expanded my world in the space of half an hour. He's like, 
first thing you got to do with the startup idea is move to the valley. I think Singapore is actually going to be like one of your uh, key markets because of the, you know, the density of fiber that they have. And you should uh, probably read everything on Venture Hacks twice. And let me introduce you to like Mark Andreessen's blog post. And I was like, <laughs> oh, like this is this is what the A team looks like. I get it. Like this is how big the world is. And so I've been reading Venture Hacks like for years and, you know, listening to Naval's talks and following AngelList. And I think it's just a really kind of interesting, instructive story. And as he's like added more and more interest and started talking about crypto and started kind of sharing some of his thoughts on education and how that might evolve. It's just a really interesting kind of perspective that is like a little bit extreme in pieces, but it always is the kind of thought provoking. And I've gotten a lot out of it and found myself kind of recommending, you know, bits and pieces of it to more and more people over the years of like, hey, this is how I think about this thing. Or this is how I dealt with that challenge. And that idea actually came from Naval. And, you know, here's the podcast or here's the talk or here's the tweet that that idea came from. And as that just kind of happened more and more and more, I was like, man, this is, you know, there's more and more value in in this guy's worldview and in the things that he has to share, but it's really hard to communicate all of that. And it's hard for someone else to kind of jump in midstream on Twitter or, you know, to get everything out of one, any one resource. So threading that together and making it kind of a cohesive, like dense piece felt like a valuable thing to do. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.